0: Good afternoon, good evening, good night, whatever it is where you are, and welcome to a way overdue, brand new episode of the Weekend Show.
1: It's been, it's been, been a while.
0: You'll be very relieved to know that I am joined,
1: as always, or once again, by my comeback king co-host Garrett. I've been here the whole time. You have. If you've been listening to our podcast feed, I've been here literally every day. Where have you been, Ken? Where have you been? Like, I wouldn't be much
0: of a, a podcast today if it wasn't a podcast today.
1: But I've been there. I've been there for everybody. I haven't yeah. yeah. let them down. It's been want, like three months. I
0: want to point out that somebody kept podcast today going while you were away on holiday.
1: I literally gave you the files. I gave you a doc that had all of the episode titles, tags, and episode descriptions in it. Literally took you a, like a minute every day to upload it.
0: But appreciation wouldn't go, miss.
1: I appreciate your assistance in that matter, Ken noted are you are you ready for podcasting it's been a while since you podcasted
0: it has been a while since i podcasted and i've been up since 6 a.m so we'll see how that goes
1: yeah you did you did do an episode of podcast today i finally let you on podcast today just so the the weekend show listeners could have their fix
0: people need to hear my voice sure people have been missing it
1: very important they've been having withdrawal symptoms I, Um, have they been like tweeting at you and going ken i miss you where are you ken have you died yeah in the history of this podcast Have we ever gotten a single tweet from someone? Well, Rob tweets us.
0: Hi, Rob. How are you doing, Rob? Did you miss us?
1: Well, I've been here the whole time, Rob.
0: I bet he does miss us.
1: But he hasn't been on podcast today in a while. What if Rob doesn't miss us? Then no one misses us. Then we're just wandering into the void of space, speaking to nobody. Or speaking to random, like, Belgians. We get a lot of Belgians.
0: Hello, darkness, my old friend.
1: Hello, friends. I enjoy your waffles. Belgians also have nice chocolates. The waffles are the more important part of that, though.
0: Did you know you can get waffles in a place now? There's a place that does waffles.
1: Where is this place?
0: It's do you know on the way down to the place where we live, town. Okay, you yes. need to be
1: a little more specific than that. The
0: second last bus stop before the last bus stop. What? <laughs> do you before you go over the bridge? Yeah, I'm trying to be general here so people don't know find our location because you know we have stalker fans. Because yeah, Cork to, is
1: tiny, <laughs>
0: they don't want to come and kill
1: us. Oh, somewhere in Cork City that's nowhere near where we actually live.
0: I don't want to get John Wilkes Booth or whatever. Where is this? So, you know, before you go over the bridge, the bus stop before you go over the bridge. Yeah. The last bus stop. It's there.
1: Is that the cafe place there?
0: Yeah. that's also does gelato. Ones, so.
1: Oh, yes. I know the place. We're wasting time, Gar. There's another gelato place in the middle of Cork. We, we went there. Vanilla and Co. We did. Vanilla gonna, and Co., yes. We're going to buzz market them.
0: You did a podcast on it. Gar I wanted to survive so you can have milkshakes. Yes,
1: I do. I, I got a vanilla and caramel milkshake the other day. It was delicious. Good, very good
0: i had uh what did i have on your recommendation i had bubblegum and mint
1: a very wonderful combination with chocolate chips it's not an, bad I like the, way the chocolate chips all go to the end and there's a little, like chocolate party at the end that you can have for yourself and have, have a fun time and it's okay you, and they have the straws where you can spoon out the chocolate with we're wasting a lot of time are we wasting it ken although we've wasted the last
0: three months so we,
1: we, have, we have three months of irrever- irrever- irreverent banter to get out of our system
0: <laughs> irreverent or irrelevant both Ping. I don't, know that, I don't know what that was. I think I was going to say hi o but then it was like... But what's ping? It's like, I'm trying to... Where I'm did you make it a ping? I'm trying, I'm trying to make it a thing.
1: You're trying to get your own thing? Trying to trying to just try to, like, uh, your own, like, huzzah! Or hi o Or burn! Or oh! It's just like, ping! Like I just pinged you. No, no. I'm making it a thing. It sounds like you, some kind of sexual assault metaphor, really.
0: Yes, just when you thought, I'm moving on.
1: thats a some segue, yeah, I was just about to say. It's just like, I'm just going to ignore you and continue on with the show.
0: Yes, just when you were beginning to think that we were a figment of your imagination. We probably still are. We are back in your earholes for a weekly dose of podcasting nonsense. But fear not, we can show truthers. Not much has changed since not much has been changed or updated, really.
1: Basically, it's the same thing. We have our show, we're stuck in our ways.
0: It's our format and we'll live and die by it probably die this week we resurrect the legendary who Knew's best. we bring you our favorite internet distractions in a revamped netflix netflix has changed again
1: it's been tweaked, but it's basically the same thing just less rigid
0: it's changed slightly but we'll get to that later and if you've got time if you want to stick around weekend heroes returns as we honor our top pop culture role models indeed yes i, w- I went for i almost said top Top pop culture role models, so that's probably why the read sounded a bit weird there.
1: You were you were adding words to the script, Ken?
0: Actually, I'm ad-libbing. We don't have a script. I don't
1: know what you're talking about. We have a four-page script, we're which ribbing. you wrote.
0: <laughs> I did write it. It felt
1: good. Good job, Ken. It felt good. People people have asked about the script. It's a rundown. People people yeah. ask about that. Like in, we have intro and outro segments that, that we've written, and mm-hmm. everything else is is words that come into my head as I speak them.
0: Guidelines. Yeah, I I used to time this, but then yeah
1: yeah effort. We used to try and keep it under an hour until we were never able to keep it under an hour. Now we've resigned ourselves to the fact that it's probably not going to come in under an hour.
0: I think the first ever script I gave, like, times that we should be in and out of segments, but it just, we just ignored it, so yeah, I haven't bothered since.
1: And that first episode went to, like, 1 hour 40, including the quiz segment, which got cut.
0: It did get cut, and it's actually been destroyed since It's that, it's that abomination. I don't think it was that bad. Abominable. You're an abominable snowman. I'll take that as a compliment.
1: It was meant as one.
0: There's one in Frozen and even though he's terrifying, he's quite
1: adorable. Do you want to build a snowman again?
0: Do you want to build a snowman? We've already
1: got enough snow in this country to build snowmen.
0: Every few years we get a kind of a thick layer that lasts for like
1: six hours. Yeah. And disappears. Usually we get the snow that literally disappears the second it hits the ground. Yeah. It's like, oh, it's snowing and it's gone. Oh, it's not on, it's gone.
0: Poor kids just crying in the streets. Before we get the biggest comeback the world has ever seen, Gar, how have you been though?
1: Uh, I don't like it. It's hitting cold weather.
0: It is hitting cold weather. Like maybe it's because I work in a in the travel industry, and our summer is kind of extended because we our kind of peak season kind of only just ended, kind of at the end of September. But it feels like summer was just here. Yeah, as in, like we had the long evenings, and we had the bright mornings, and all of a sudden it's just like
1: it's the middle of October. Yep, it's literally the middle of October. This
0: was this was the first morning I actually got up, and it was fully dark outside. You know, like well, I, I did get up at six a.m., but. You know, during the summer, like it gets bright at like 4am, so yeah, it's just like, it's amazing how much harder it is to get up when you're super tired, uh, and then when it's dark as well. So like, dark and tired is not a good combination.
1: Yeah, it's just like, why are you awake? Your body rebels. It's like, it's dark
0: outside. It's, it's just not supposed to be a thing. It's like in the summer, you just hop out of bed, smiling, get naked, have a shower, do other things maybe, I don't know.
1: It's the getting naked but the most important part.
0: Yeah. Sometimes I just contemplate whether I'll go to work that way
1: not to you should go to work naked you're a manager you can do that kind of thing society's not ready here Yeah. anything else uh, no but I went, I went to Orlando where it was warm and it was pretty mild when I left here and when I got back it was cold so I did not like that at all
0: warm cold you got sick didn't you
1: yeah th- America made me sick
0: I feel like I've been like sick three or four times in the last few weeks do you know when you recover and you just get sick again and then you recover yeah I think we both work in offices where it's going around so yeah. I feel like
1: offices schools yeah. any- anywhere where there are lots of people you will get sick.
0: And you're stuck with them for eight hours a day. And they so, spread yeah.
1: their sick, violent illnesses to you.
0: And we don't get paid for sickness in where I work.
1: And we share computers as well, so that doesn't that doesn't help at all. Yeah. using <laughs> a computer someone else you used like two hours earlier, and if they're sick, they, they touch those mouses, Ken, and those keyboards. That's
0: what you get the sanitary wipes for, Shh, <laughs>
1: That's far too much work. Although I get like my own laptop, so, you know. Because you're a manager. I've you? made it. it. Gets in management. I am. So, Gare, are you ready to reestablish our dominance on podcast land? You never said how you were. I'm very good. I went to Toronto. You went to Toronto. We've both been away since. Yes, it was very nice. I recommend it highly. Do you? I do. Toronto. Great city.
0: It's where we are from. If you ever get a chance, try poutine. It's it's amazing. What's poutine? Poutine is, is fries, and then they put cheese curds, which is kind of cheese, but not quite cheese. It, it, when it melts, it gets quite stringy and kind of like a mozzarella. It's kind of chewy. I thought you don't like cheese. But this is like like cheese. It's like melted cheese.
1: Remember that time I told you to close your eyes and I put some cheese in your mouth? You got really really mad at me. I think that's the angriest I've ever been. <laughs>
0: you see, you so raged. But I don't mind like stretchy cheese that's melted.
1: So cheese strings are fine.
0: No, because it's 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 raw cheese, okay. cooked cheese. I mean, like cooked cheese. I should qualify.
1: So you only want cooked cheese for the rest of your life?
0: Yeah. So you take the fries, you take the, the cheese curds, and then traditionally it's served with gravy. That's like the basic poutine, mm-hmm. but like I, I had all sorts of variations. I had like a, a butter chicken curry one, I had one with beef and other, all sorts of other things. You can get ones with sausage, it's pretty good.
1: So, if you were just to say have melted cheese on toast, you'd be fine with that.
0: Yes, I like a toastie, for example. Okay, also like pizza, mm-hmm. uh, mozzarella sticks. Mm. Um, but if you try to put a cheese in my sandwich, I will rage at you.
1: Or if you sneak it into your mouth, you'll try and punch me in the face.
0: <laughs> yes. Catch uh, water under the bridge, Guy. We're po- podcasting pals now.
1: Sure. Ready Jeez, to go? Cheese
0: in the mouth. Don't cheese my mouth.
1: I'll that sounds really awful. I will cheese your mouth whenever I want.
0: Ew. Right then. Let's have some credits, shall we?
1: With Ken Kidney,
0: you're listening to the Weekend Show. In keeping with tradition, we begin this week with our favorite stories from the last seven days. In
1: Who News Best?
0: Did you miss the Who News Best stinger? Sure, by Robert.
1: Yeah, Robert's a good guy. Or what do we call him at first? We call him Bruce. We call him Bruce. Bruce. Probably Michael for a while. I, I thought it Jimbo. I
0: was convinced his name was Bruce. I don't know why.
1: So when you went back to get more stings, you're like, oh, that's not your name whoops
0: Robert was highly insulted
1: yes but still took the money <laughs> yeah.
0: still took the cash give me give me some words out of his mouth yeah it's a pretty sweet
1: business I, I could do that who knows best see why don't you just use that here it's the weekend show with Ken Kidney and Ba-ba-da-da. definitely not Gar Kidney I, I could do the theme song too it's just like ba ba da 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 see uncanny
0: you shave your lip and nothing
1: else?
0: Yes. I just notice that right now.
1: I've been doing that for like 10 years. Why have you noticed that? I don't that, know. It's no. just freaking me out. Not 10 years. I would have been 12. Why? I don't know. I don't like mustaches.
0: It's oddly noticeable today.
1: I don't like mustaches. It's probably because I have more beard. I, I would have shaved either today or tomorrow. I'll probably shave tomorrow. Also, need a haircut.
0: You do. Your hair is getting very early, Bieber.
1: Yeah. Hey, hey. I'm older than Bieber. I'm sorry, early care. I've had it first.
0: Okay. Do you want to take us to our first story? That's
1: the reason I wanted to play me in a film, though. Bob Dylan was given the Nobel Prize for Literature for having created new poetic expressions within the great American song tradition.
0: That's right. Bob Dylan. The singer.
1: Yes, for literature. Do you think they'll give us a Nobel Prize for Literature for this podcast?
0: Well, apparently the rules are out the window now, because you can get the Nobel Prize for Literature for anything. I suppose
1: you write songs.
0: It's kind of divisive, though. If you saw during the week, some people were like, yeah, it's really cool that they're kind of moving with the times and they're open to kind of different forms of literary expression and then other ones are like no it has to be books
1: i'd prefer them to create a different award for music then a nobel prize for music do you think it was a slow year yeah it's like who else are we going to give it to dan brown yeah writing some Da Vinci code books
0: on a side note we saw the latest uh, dan brown film last night
1: i cannot tell you what i think of it because that will be today's podcast today so
0: here's my one word take sorry it's two words that made it into one word
1: though, but but it's, it's two words. You said it's alright. I right. made it into
0: one word. You you
1: added a what do we call it apostrophe. Our comeback
0: is gonna be like ten minutes long if you don't shut
1: your mouth. All right. God damn. Ken is threatening me. I'm here. This is this is a hostile environment. I'm not. I'm here against my will. Ken hates me.
0: You love me. and my puppy?
1: Don't you get me started on that damn puppy? That thing attacked me the second I got in the door.
0: She loves you. She's giving you hugs. I wanted to
1: punter. I refuse to touch it. Yeah. It's just like it'll give me rabies or something.
0: You want to love her, Gar. I don't. She's melting your heart ever mm. so
1: slightly. No, she's giving me a, a colder heart. I'm firmer in my resolve of hating her until the end of time.
0: She'll get you in the end. My favourite part about the story is how big Leonard Cohen was.
1: Was he? Yeah. He Why? He asked
0: about it and he was just like, he made a little of derisive jokes at Bob Dylan's expense. None of which I have quoted here because, you know journalism it's
1: just like why didn't I get a freaking Nobel Prize for literature
0: he walked it back a few days later don't apologise he may have over exaggerated
1: yeah I'm currently running Icy Bread People will that get a Nobel Prize for literature
0: who knows Garen? time will tell
1: time will it's tell shiny gold medal yeah a, what is the Nobel Prize
0: it's like a it's a, a large coin metal shaped thing and mm-hmm. it has Alfred Nobel on the side in a side profile much like the queen on uh, the British money
1: does it come with a monetary reward I reckon the,
0: the coin's worth quite a bit of money.
1: Would you sell it? Would you melt it down and sell it for the, the cost of the raw materials?
0: I don't know. Let's look that up for next week. How much is a, a a Nobel Prize worth?
1: I don't know. I think you get a bursary as well. You get
0: some kind of financial reward. You better. As if Bob Dylan needs it.
1: Yeah, probably doesn't.
0: No. So there you go. I just thought that was a bit interesting. Hence why I wrote in into the script and now we're reading it with our mouth. Sure. Cool. Is Bob Dylan dead? alive yeah is he a friend of mine went to see him uh, when he came to our, our town a few years ago and he's like it's great to see him live but i couldn't understand a word he was saying yeah. he's just like mumbling away sure he's quite old as well
1: i can never keep track of who is alive or dead
0: it's it's bowie that's dead Maybe you're thinking of bowie
1: I, I was thinking of bowie yes there you go he's dead he's very dead
0: there's a couple of people who are just smashing it their, probably is, yeah. their, their phone device or whatever device
1: they're listening to the podcast I'm, on right now. I'm not a music guy. Leave me alone.
0: OIP boy. Our second story, guy. Latest Star Wars Rogue One trailer teases glimpses of Darth Vader. Yes. Is this glimpses here? Because I took this from a, a news story. But literally, I saw him once, maybe.
1: Yeah, well, he's in it. He's there. He's there. And he, it's not like a... He's there for like two seconds. It's a, I mean, a two minute, two-minute long trailer. He's in two seconds of it, so...
0: I kind of resent the fact that Felicity wants her faces and everything now
1: why I don't know you just hate women women, should shouldn't, not, wo- just, women shouldn't be in acting roles is, she, is that the moral of the story Ken? no it's
0: just because she did she win an Oscar or is she nominated I think she won it for what the theory of everything
1: was she in that yeah did she win it I think she did Redmayne won it didn't he he won definitely. Yeah. doesn't deserve it actually the side news those Harry Potter films, the the Fantastic Beasts, whatever, which are now being written by J.K. Rowling, are now five films instead of three.
0: It's just like, they're in a meeting, it's like, why is this only three? Can we, can we make more money? Well, I couldn't, you know, they had a kind of vision for a story, and everybody wants to make it three, and f- fulfill my artistic vision. It's like, that's not what we're painting for you for. <laughs> we're painting you for it to stretch this out so, as much as possible, so we
1: can make all the money. It's like, I hear you saying three, but five... Five? 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 It's, like, it's <laughs> yeah. exactly just pointing around the worm. Five, five. And everyone's like, yeah, and then they throw a party with the the billion dollars those extra two films will make.
0: And the poor director is getting one step closer to being dead inside. is he isn't dead inside already?
1: Who's it? David Yates, isn't it? Yeah. Who did the last couple of Harry Potter films? He looks like he's pretty happy to take a check. I I would be.
0: I'm not fond of Eddie Redmayne or this Felicity. I knew her name. Felicity Jones. That's yes,
1: it. she was in that film I went to see last night. She
0: was. But it's just like, it kind of seems like if you win an Oscar or you get nominated for an Oscar or you're in a, a noteworthy film, that you kind of get put in stuff just because you're, you know. Oh,
1: curse you for being talented and being recognised. Damn you, know, you for getting jobs after it. just feels like are shoehorned
0: into roles that maybe they're not suited for just because they're... Why isn't she suited for it? Their, their stock has gone up. I don't know. Rogue One just looks boring.
1: Does it? Like I, said it. I thought the trailer was okay. Meh you just don't like Star Wars I now. like how
0: cynical it was at the end it says Rogue One and then it says a Star Wars
1: story just in case people didn't realise
0: and just in case you don't want to go see it this is like oh, it's, it's
1: Star Wars yeah you're going to see it you stupid nerd and it has John Williams music in it, just in case you forgot
0: it does and so does Fantastic Beasts doesn't
1: it yep it has the old Harry Potter theme also by John Williams
0: Eddie Redman is just really unlikable. I don't know what it is.
1: It's it's Jupiter Ascending. I will never I will never like him in a film because of what he did to Jupiter Ascending. And Jupiter Ascending would not have been a good film even without his nonsense. He made it even worse.
0: Yeah. It has yet to be seen how far
1: or what the extent of Darth Vader's role will be in this, but he did break is, not Dumbledore meant to be in those those new Potter films? Yeah. So younger Dumbledore, so how do you make is it gonna be, be Michael? I've seen a little slip of Michael Gambon will it?
0: Well, Michael Gambon's getting pretty old these days.
1: Yeah, but you saw freaking Civil War. They can make old people look young now.
0: But it, it'd be very hard to get someone with, like, a Richard Harris-y Gambon voice. Yeah. Harry Potter. Who, who's, I didn't do it. It, no. well, it would have to be someone
1: Irish, because both yeah. of those lads are Irish. Yeah. Who'd, who'd you have to do it? Hmm. Fassbender? He doesn't really have the voice, does he? No. Killian Murphy? What
0: about, what about Richard Harris's son, Jared Harris?
1: That would actually be a neat bit of casting. But still...
0: He was Moriarty in that Sherlock Holmes sequel with uh, Robert Downey Jr. Yeah,
1: Brendan Gleeson. Brendan Gleeson's a son. Donald Gleeson? Let him do it.
0: Yeah. That'll do.
1: Irish actors. Double so, o, is Double O Irish? He's not, is he? No. Just happens to be played by two different Irishmen.
0: And have a, kind of an Irish lilt to his voice.
1: He does. And that they brought that out and even like Gammon didn't drop it. And and when Brendan Gleeson and Michael Gammon interact in the Harry Potter films I think they bring out the Irish in each other's voice. Yeah.
0: That's a whole other podcast here.
1: Yeah, so Rogue One, do you think this will do well? It'll do well. Do you think this will do, like, billion-dollar business? It
0: won't It won't do The Force Awakens well.
1: Well, nothing well, but...
0: But it, it just feels like maybe the Darth Vader connection and the kind of origin story might help it, but it feels like people wanted to doom this before it even came out.
1: I, I like ideas like this, though. I like telling different stories within a broader universe with different characters. Yeah. I'd I'd even prefer if this had, like, nothing to do with any of the Star Wars films. It was just, like, off in its own little corner, not like a prequel to to A New Hope featuring characters from that film. Just, you know, its own thing. Its own thing out in its own world, connected to the universe, but not integral to it. But it's not that. Well, it is kind of that, but it's not. (laughs)
0: I'll reserve judgment. judgment. It will probably get my money.
1: You're reserving judgment like five minutes after you just said it looks boring.
0: Yeah, but I will see it. Because they all say this and I don't want to see that. And then I'm like, I'm bored. Let's go see Inferno. Inferno. We're like, ice cold. That's terrible.
1: Fair enough. I will reserve my takes. Podcast a day.
0: I'll let you do this next one, guy, because you're emotionally invested. Well,
1: emotionally invested is probably a little strong, but professional footballer Chad Evans found not guilty of rape following two-week retrial. He was he was exonerated of that rape. So about three years ago, mm-hmm. um,
0: him and a friend...
1: Yep, fellow footballer.
0: Uh, ...had consensual sex with a girl. And well, what they,
1: they, they claim was consensual sex.
0: which Well, the court says it is now, too. Well, yeah. And she cried rape. Um, okay. <laughs> whether it's true or not, but like... Or maybe she had the impression that she was raped. Yeah. We don't know. Some people, you know, and that's an interesting point of the story that we'll get to in a minute. And he went to jail for how long did he go to jail for?
1: About two years, it feels like. About two years. Um. So his football career is over. He he missed two years of his life. Yeah, he played for Sheffield United, who then tried to bring him back after he got out of jail, and there was another uproar about that.
0: And then Oldham tried to take him on, and then they had to immediately immediately release him because a bunch of. Uh, rights groups basically forced him into it
1: yeah I that's the part of this story I like least I I don't believe in that kind of vigilante justice the idea is the court has served him a time in prison he served that time in prison and he has a right to return to society just that he happens to be a footballer does not mean you get to take out vigilante justice on him and you, you don't get to do that not the way the world works we say this is his sentence for the crime that he committed even though he was since found not guilty of it at the time he served his sentence he served his due to society we cannot take out further punishment
0: that's funny how in the paper since that girl has now been demonized the kind of script has been flipped a little bit which is
1: the way it works people people look for villains in the world I'm, I'm sure she like people people say oh well you know she went out to ruin his life and maybe she did and then maybe she didn't maybe as you said from her perspective Perspective, it might have felt like rape, and you don't know the circumstances. Well, you weren't well, in the room.
0: Only uh, the three people in the room would have, uh, have known. Yeah, but it was
1: kind of curious at the time how his his buddy got off. That was the most suspect part that that the other guy w- was found not or was found not guilty in the first place, and then he was arrested for it because they were both tried for it. I'm pretty sure.
0: Yeah, yeah. and they were both there and did similar things. I imagine. So it,
1: it, it seemed peculiar that one was convicted of rape and the other wasn't yeah but again wasn't in the room
0: but um yeah i think he's in for a bit of money now that he's wrongfully convicted or it's like oh sorry
1: i'm pretty sure you get restitution don't you probably It took away two years of his life yeah wrongful conviction you usually get money for that
0: and lots of earnings with his career which would have been a lot of money yeah
1: he's back playing football now
0: yeah for chesterfield
1: before he this verdict even came in he was back playing football
0: that kind of died down like yeah he tried a couple of times to go to clubs people went Open arms. Yeah. Then the, it kind of broke in the news that he was probably innocent, and uh, has been confirmed. So
1: he's playing for Chesterfield. Scored four goals this season, I think.
0: But it's kind of, it's kind of endemic of the culture where, because all of that cloud over his head now, yeah, there, there will be people that still believe that he he did it.
1: But when you, you when you have the the label of, of sexual assault or any of that over your head, it doesn't go away. Yeah. Even if you're not guilty, it doesn't go away.
0: So you have to be very careful before you throw around any accusations like
1: that. And also be careful what you do in your life.
0: Yes. So no means no. Okay, guys. (laughs) And uh, if if you're ever in a situation with a very drunk girl, whether she seems consensual or not, don't do it. Because things probably for the best. Things can change the next day. The more you know.
1: There you go. This is a public service podcast now.
0: Story number four. Survey says Americans are getting stressed by the elections.
1: Fairly justifiably at this stage.
0: It's not like it's not a huge margin, but it, a recent poll said fifty-two percent of Americans—that's a pretty large margin. <laughs>
1: half of the country is being stressed out by these co- elections.
0: Compared to the other half, is what I'm saying. They're saying they're getting stressed out by the thought of what could happen after the elections. The survey was conducted online among adults eighteen years and older, uh, living in the U.S. by Harris Poll for the Association of something.
1: <laughs> you left that out of the script, didn't yes, you? Yes, I did. You could have just said Harris Poll. Anyway, by, by Harris Poll. Sure. Yeah, we're reaching meltdowns here this season. Yeah. Like, Trump is in full meltdown mode. He is in full scorched earth mode. He's just like, I'm losing and I'm taking everyone down with me.
0: Yeah. And he's just like, he just doubles down and triples down. He's just like, I didn't do anything wrong. Crooked media and crooked Hillary and the cro- trying to yeah. spin things to make me sound awful. It's like, it's as if he's like, they were like, you know, making cut, things up. Like, cut together a video. With different words he said to make it sound like he's like a a rapist or whatever yeah. god we got a very rapey who needs best this week
1: okay. it is quite rapey but in, in Trump's case utterly justified because okay. he admitted to it himself but like this this is not conjecture this is not like other people's words these are the words coming out of his own mouth
0: do you know what really frustrates me in these debates and these uh, interviews go on do you know uh, once he, I mean, he says that all the time and it literally makes my butt boil it's like I never said that yeah I never said that yeah. <laughs> it's like
1: play the tape play the tape I like Mike, Mike Pence his, his vice presidential running mate the entire vice presidential debate was basically like oh, he didn't say that Trump never said that and mm-hmm. then Hillary released an ad literally like hours after that debate of Pence going he never said that followed by the Trump quote of him actually <laughs> saying it
0: it's just like and Mike Pence is just like Okay, he's in damage limitation himself. He's trying to distance himself from...
1: Yeah, everything Trump says, he tries to walk it back and then Trump undermines his attempts to walk it back. It's hilarious. But,
0: like, he almost pretty much abandoned ship now after this recent uh, scandal.
1: Oh, yeah, people want him to run by himself now, which is... Trump has to withdraw. Like they, they can't replace him on the ticket unless Trump actively withdraws himself, which Trump isn't going to do. Trump is now claiming the election is rigged unless information comes out that is positive for him. You know when they were like 50-50 a few weeks ago? Yeah. Nothing was rigged then, was yeah. it? It's only it's only rigged when he's losing. No one in the history of winning has ever accused somebody of something of being rigged.
0: They estimate his chances of winning of less than 10% now.
1: Yeah, but there's still three weeks left before the election. November 8th is is the US election date. So I, I, I wouldn't underestimate anything happening. I think Hillary is highly likely to win, yeah. but you never know.
0: But like, it's funny, I said this to you yesterday, like in any other year, if you put any kind of affable Republican against Hillary, they probably had a good chance of winning, like Rubio or Ryan or even uh, Boehner or Boner? Boner. Boner. And yes, like she's probably like one of the least. I think le- Boehner, but still, she's a, funny. The, probably the second least like candidate in history. Yeah, but she, she happens she, to be going up against the first least. Yep,
1: this, like, this is the the two least like candidates in the history of American politics. It just happens that the Trump less, is
0: the lesser of two evils, I suppose. Well, Hillary is not Trump.
1: But I do, I do. That, that, thats the thing. I'm trying to conflate Hillary, who has committed her life to public service for for her entire career, to, to Trump. And fair enough, she's profited off of that. But you know, every politician has profited off of that. Let's not pretend that she is the exception in this case. And Trump has spent the entire time trying to pursue his own self interests and screwing everybody in the process.
0: Yeah, that's so, like he calls himself this like master businessman. Do He's I... failed.
1: The only thing he has succeeded at is successfully branding himself. Yeah. His most successful business is selling his own name to other people. He's a licensing business now that's literally all he is. He sells the trump name so other people can pull it up, put it on their buildings and that he, he doesn't build anything anymore
0: and I, I think he thought through this process that he'd come out even more famous and like and he, more... he in
1: fairness he has i I'm pretty sure trump's like his his recognizability factor has increased dramatically especially across the world. I think pretty much everyone knows who trump is now. But has the value of his name decreased? Probably.
0: Yeah.
1: But the question is, has it decreased in the places where he wanted it to decrease, which is mostly Russia, which is incredibly worrying that he refuses to criticize Russia at all turns. It's like you give him an opportunity to criticize Putin. He won't do it. You know why? Because he wants to do business in Russia. He wants to sell his bloody name to Russian hotels.
0: Do you think he's going to go for the Russian presidency next?
1: Uh, probably not, but he will try and build... Well, I have someone, someone build some ho- Russian hotels with his name on them. Because he doesn't build anything anymore. Because he can't. He's not good at it.
0: And he hasn't got that much money, apparently.
1: No, that's the reason he doesn't want to... Re- There's two reasons he doesn't want to re- release his tax returns. One, he probably doesn't make as much money as he says he does. And two, all of those shady business dealings will come to the forefront. And, like... And he's still a candidate for president with... I'm not going to say a reasonable chance of winning because, based on the polls at the moment, he doesn't have a reasonable chance of winning, but he's still garnering about 40% of the American vote, yeah. which is not an insubstantial amount of people.
0: As abhorrent as he is, though, as utterly utterly abhorrent as he is, you know, as a lot of, being, of women coming out during the week claiming... Are
1: you, are you going to not believe survivors, Ken?
0: No, what I'm saying is that this, that, and the other. Like, there's loads of people. But I think, again, it's going kind to... Of, endemic of the culture that like I don't know whether all these people are genuine like, but I just I just think that there is a kind of a, a tendency to pile on people since their fifteen minutes, people since a payday, people. Sure. You know, but I I, I just have a heart. Let's, time.
1: let's have a little more faith in society than that. Yes. I would believe that
0: he, you know he, based on what he said that that a lot of these women are genuine but
1: that, that's the thing he tries to play this i have the more respect for women than anybody else card it's like no you don't and then he tries to play it off as locker room banter again which that, that that's the one that annoys me to no end because locker room banter would be seeing a woman and saying you know she's a nice ass it kind of make it like cringe a little. i would
0: like to have consensual sexual intercourse yes. with
1: her. it's just like you know it's a little cringy you know you go all right like she's she, she's a woman with with like, she she has that uh, personality. She's not one dimensional. She is not just a physical thing for you to have. But still, at least it's not like, I want to grab her by the pussy or kiss her without consent and basically sexually assault her. That's not locker room banter again. It's sexual assault.
0: This was a clean podcast until now.
1: No, I, I that, that that's another thing I really don't like. This is a Republican candidate for President of the United States. If he says the word pussy, somebody else can say the word pussy too, Ken. Let's not hide behind it. Let's not go, oh, he said very vulgar language. He, say, he said he's going to grab women. He likes to grab women by the pussy. Which one? Who does that? How do you even grab? I don't know.
0: Who does that? It's very awkward logistically. I'm just motioning it now. It's weird.
1: And don't diminish it by saying, oh, it's just vulgar comments. It it is advocating for sexual assault based on his own celebrity. He feels he can get away with it. I'm sorry, I broke the Trump rule. I I, I don't understand how people can vote for him. I can understand why people would vote for Mitt Romney. I can understand why people would vote for George Bush. Like, uh, you, you might have ideological differences from them. But, like, you can say, you can look at them, you can look at their policies, you can look at their ideas and say, I agree with them. And I go, all power to you. I don't understand how you can vote for Trump. Because people conflate, for some reason, the idea that he says he says what he thinks. Which is like, how is that a good quality? Especially when what he thinks is moronic. Surely a president or a political
0: figure or a representative should have restraints and, you yeah. know, judgment.
1: Yeah, that, that, that's another thing. Hillary Clinton got in trouble this week for, for her. She said in a private uh, in private like speech to a bank, that you should have a public and a private position on policy. And, like, of course you should! <laughs> that's how you get money to run a campaign. Yeah, that's how you get things done. That's how leadership happens. Because, uh, like, more often than not, the thing that is best for people is not necessarily the thing that's most popular. Taxes, for example. But
0: if you think about it, all she's really talking about there is compromise. Yeah. And that's how any deal is done, and that's how any progress is made.
1: And uh, I I don't understand how you could even contemplate voting for Trump. He he appeals to the very lowest in humanity on every fundamental level and now Kenny's going all around saying the election is rigged. It's rigged against me. The the corrupt media. Unless a poll is in his favour. That one's perfectly legitimate and not rigged at all. An
0: internet poll on like a gossip website. Yeah,
1: but, but no matter what the poll, it's like, if, if the poll says he's winning, that poll's not right at all. That poll, that, that, that poll it's great, no, no matter what. But, but that's just fundamentally dangerous. That that will make people take up arms. People believe what people like this say. Trump, as I said, around 40% of the American people, around 35 to 40, will more than likely vote for Donald Trump. They mm-hmm. believe what he says. They trust what he says. So when he says this election is rigged, people might just do something about that and that's fundamentally dangerous and reprehensible and should not be coming out of the mouth of a presidential candidate. I do you think the veil is lifting for some of the Trump supporters though? I, I don't think it's... Like he has his base and his base will vote for him literally no matter what he says. I do you which... think
0: a lot of the kind of, the you know, that kind of middle America, the kind of, I suppose for want to a better term, ignorant masses... The males okay. will probably go like, "Yeah." <laughs> well, right. it, is,
1: it is predominant. If only men voted in this election, Trump would be elected. If only women voted in the election, uh, Hillary would be elected by both landslides on but his side.
0: People in that section who, who are female, I think they're
1: going to go. In, Actually, no. That, 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 my least favorite. I don't. I don't know why people continue to defend him. Like they're they're so ideologically entrenched in the idea that it's us versus them, and this is our guy, that no matter what he says or what he does, people feel the need to constantly defend him and constantly try and say, oh, well, what he meant to say, or, oh, well, you know, he did not mean it in that kind of fashion. It's just like, but, like, I don't care if you're a Republican. Like, I don't care if he believe in, like, fiscal conservatism and small government, which are usually, like, the the two benchmarks of republican policy which are fine you know if you believe that is the way countries are run best i, I disagree with you kind of because uh, i i believe in free markets but not to the extreme that free markets should not be uh, regulated because markets fail and anyone who tells you otherwise is lying but like how can you be so ideologically entrenched that you look at this man who advocates for sexually assaulting people based on his fame and not go how can i vote for that guy
0: what shocked me was I was watching kind of clips of Fox News and stuff, and female anchors, like, were defending him, going, "It was only locker room banter." Using that, I can't, I can't even believe a self-respecting woman will let those words come out of his
1: mouth defending. A self-respecting human being, never mind man or woman.
0: I know, but a woman like who, you know, obviously, you know, women. Men, men, men can feel
1: outraged about that too. I know, but like, all I'm
0: saying is, like, you think you're just gonna, as a woman, just feel deeply disgusted by it and wouldn't even defend a man like that but apparently they do I, I don't shady. know why
1: i don't know why how can you defend why do you defend him not just how can you why he's not going to do anything for you he's not going to do anything Brad for Rapusty, anybody maybe yeah he might he might try and rape you in the oval office great yeah.
0: well he spent a long time on that
1: yeah Pornhub. Jesus jeez this is a segue and a half yeah <laughs> It's
0: been a, it's, a pretty,
1: it's been a pretty dirty
0: who news best.
1: You you always pick very like I as I said I usually try and go for like a whimsical crime gone wrong story maybe so, some. Somebody... This is crime gone wrong kind of. Go on then.
0: Pornhub says that there has been a dramatic rise in clown porn searches thanks to creepy sightings.
1: I yeah I seem we've heard about this. Yeah. The clown the creepy clowns take of the world. <laughs> the, what is wrong with the world again?
0: What like who started this? Like basically, the internet is to blame for this kind of thing. Yeah. Because one person does it, and then they just put up a video. Someone thinks it's funny, and then they do it, and it kind of snowballs. And it's kind of like the ne- uh, the neck. Uh, what was it called? The neck nomination. I don't know if you had it over in kind of America, that kind of side of the world. But basically, it was drink a copious amount of alcohol in a short space of time while doing some kind of
1: trick. And then shocker, people died.
0: Yeah. It was in Ireland for literally just uh, just over a week. Two people died. That was the end of it. Yeah you know so this is kind of another one of those things where um, people saw, oh this is hilarious and then people get hurt or something happens the funniest one I saw is this couple got arrested for doing it and for
1: being creepy clowns
0: yeah and it, you know there's a kind of like why did you get your jollies going out as a
1: couple to do that like, I, saw, I saw a guy the other week wandering through Cork he was holding a banana as a gun and he was, he was dressed as a clown and he was yeah. quite old and he looked rather disheveled. And I'm not sure if he a creepy clown or just a crazy person, but yeah.
0: Yeah. Anyway, this this couple, uh, it turns out they left their four-year-old child at home on his own. I think it was four. It
1: was a young child anyway. To go out dressed as a clown. Yeah. Here, McDonald's are rolling back Ronald McDonald during this crisis.
0: <laughs> just lay low, Donald. Yeah,
1: <laughs> lay low. It's just like... it's Ronald, sorry. It, it's, it's just like... They're out to get you too. They're sullying your good clown image. So, you know, you gotta got to roll it back. got to stay home for a few weeks. I
0: said, I said Donald instead of Ronald Edgar. It's a bit of a Freudian slip because Donald is so anonymous with clown in my mind. Yes, justifiably. Hello.
1: Justifiably. Ping. Don't you try. Don't you even <laughs> try and get ping. It's not no, It's just kind of funny like like that I, basically anything
0: that happens in pop culture or, you know, pop culture subcultures, porn reacts to it
1: these days. As you do. If there's not a porn parody of it, you haven't made it. I hope there's a porn parody of the weekend show.
0: Oh, God. who play you? I don't know. Do you have a favourite porno star? Bieber. Bieber? Bieber's a porno star?
1: Well, I want him
0: to play me in all things. Think about it recently. uh, The Avengers came out. Obviously, had one. Yeah. Pokemon Go had several. Of course. Do you know? so Everything is porn. That's just weird. Usually, we'd rank these, but some of them are quite grim.
1: They're all bad. Who cares?
0: The porn wins.
1: Or no. Star, Star Wars. Star Wars wins. Star Wars is the... And Bob Dylan is fine. But They're the least tainted. Yes, the rest is just like, what is going on with the world? But, uh, yeah. Rape, rape, and porn. Clown porn. Those were our third, last three stories. Great job, Ken. I'm beginning to
0: feel a bit disappointed in myself. <laughs> that disturbing story and trend in my life seems like a good place to leave this segment before we have no listeners left. Let us know your clown porn preferences on Twitter at DWSKK. Or on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash TWSKK. We'll be right back with new look net so do stay tuned.
1: You're listening to The Weekend Show Podcast with Ken Kidney. Download a new episode every Saturday at soundcloud.com slash TWSKK or find us on iTunes. Now, it's time for net
0: You're
1: listening to The Weekend Show with myself, Garrett Kidney, and my co-host slash brother, Ken. Yes. It wouldn't be a weekend show without Netflix. Wouldn't you say so, Ken? I would. Would you? Yes. But this is a brand new era after our, I don't know, three months off. How long have we been off? It's been like two, three months. Yeah. It's been, it's been a small little while. <laughs> so I thought we'd inject a little broadcasting Botox, you know, give, give things a youthful appearance, a little rejiggering. From this day forth, we'll bring you more of a free form Netflix. We're basically loosening things up. All right, the highlights from pop culture and online pop culture for the week just you know without saying here's two yeah it's just like stuff we watched
0: or stuff we liked the first one is one i think we can both agree on yes which is reply all episode 79 boy in photo tremendous that can be found on gimlet media and all good
1: podcast providers Mm -hmm. can you give the gist of it quickly here basically there's a photo of a guy sitting on a bed with two girls next to him he's looking rather forlorn. Have you do have you seen the photo they're both holding. They're all holding drinks, and he's just sitting there, kind of staring at the floor by himself, with the two girls on the other end just talking to each other. And naturally, as the internet is wont to do, it became obsessed with this photo <laughs> of this guy, trying to discover who he was, why he was upset, why he was at this party. And of course, they 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 kind of reflected themselves onto that person. It's like, oh, he doesn't look like the kind of person that would be there. The other people at the party were all like jocks. Why why would they be there with him? And that became a whole thing. And then. Years and years later, it was reported that that fellow had died, but it turns out he hadn't. <laughs> and and journalism ensues. Yes. The most fascinating part of this for me was when, when PJ Vote, the, the host of the podcast, went up to meet the people who had said he'd died after after having a reasonable hunch that he hadn't died. The guys went through a whole like performance for him or they, they, they said come back in a few hours and they got a bunch of their other friends there to just sit there and talk to them about their memories of their friend and how he had died and how he had fallen on hard times and how he was this great guy and they did that for a few hours and they just left it. That was it.
0: They even but, told him where the grave was. Yeah,
1: it was like, oh, you'll see him here. Uh, and he was like, okay, well, okay. And he followed up and realised, wait, they lied to me. The thing, I, I, I really wanted him to go back to them. and it's like, why the hell did he do that? Like, that is commitment to a bit, which is somewhat admirable. But there was a moment as well that was almost like a sitcom where he asked, when did he die?
0: And they all give different dates at the exact same time.
1: <laughs> uh, May, March, April. <laughs> it's like a classic comedy of errors, i yeah. might say. It's just like... I I do admire that commitment to the like that level of commitment to a bit, but yeah, why did you do that? <laughs> it's pretty dumb.
0: So, um, uh, my first one or one that I wanted to God, can it's
1: not a list. It's
0: just talking about things. God. Oh, sorry. What one did I I saw during the week, Garrett? There you go. You know, totally informally, was Trump arrested development. I know we're talking a lot about Trump, Garrett, but it's pretty funny. I'm going to talk about them in a second as well. It's Trump arrested development. <laughs> well, not Trump. By Never Caesar on YouTube. So basically, they take the debate and they add like voiceover from Ron Howard, yeah, from Rest Development, and it's like so. Like Donald Trump will say something like, "I did this," it's like he didn't. <laughs> I'll actually play it for you after this podcast is over. You'll like it, it's yeah. Funny. But uh, that's Trump rested Development by Never Caesar on YouTube. I don't want to give too much away, but it is pretty funny.
1: We we also saw Ken Bone take over the world this weekend. You don't know who Ken Bone is? I, I know who Ken is. And yeah, you're Ken. I was very disappointed that you didn't know who Ken Bone was. Educate me, Gary. Okay. Because we had the, the second presidential debate where this fellow who, uh, who looked, looked like like every Midwestern American, he was kind of jovial looking, wore glasses, had this big red sweater on him. And, and people, as they're wont to do again, made him into a, an internet meme. They turned him into this big internet celebrity. He did talk show rounds. He did Reddit AMAs. He did all that kind of stuff. Uh, and he, he gained like 300,000 followers on Twitter within a day as Ken fiddles with his fancy eye watch.
0: I'm trying to get past you. Like <laughs> an internet and podcast at the same time. What a time to be alive. God,
1: Ken, you're such a millennial, horrible person. But yeah, Ken Bone became this big internet meme, a big internet celebrity. And what happens to all internet celebrities, Ken? They want us to tear him down as soon as they we'd, could. We tear them down as fast as we built them up. Ken Bone seemed to happen in, in like record time. Where people discovered his Reddit account and discovered he, he 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 had said and done some unsavory things in his day, and then Ken Bone went from hero to villain as quickly as he rose, he fell. Ken, it this almost, is internet culture. It almost seems like these days they build people up
0: just to be able to do that. Yeah, and they do like it's like and the sad thing is it happens in the election as well. Like it like there's not, as you said, Garrett, you know it should be about policy and
1: like substance. There's none substance. of it. It's all it's, about whose scandals are least worse
0: scandals, you know. and am
1: Hillary has like a website with billions and billions of pages of policy and Trump has like, I'm going to build a wall. But no one's talking about that policy. I have no idea if that policy is any good or not because I haven't heard an, an ounce of talk about it.
0: Okay, he's going to build a wall and Mexico are going to pay for it. Sounds, sure it's are. pretty sound.
1: Because he's very good at building things these days. But it, it in it fairness, is. That, that is his approach. He's get someone else to do it and he'll put his name on it. Yeah, so the rise and fall of Ken Bone. Ken Bone. Also, I wanted to talk a little about something I'm not watching luke cage have you watched any of it no it just doesn't (gasps) appeal to me whatsoever it's weird i like all of these marvel shows and luke cage came along and i talked about it on the tv preview we did and yet it's it's out it's available for consumption and i have literally no desire to start watching it i don't know why i'm just like uh, i don't know
0: yeah maybe i'm I'm a bit jaded by this stuff it just comes so often on the big screen and the small screen yeah I don't, want, I don't have room in my life for more of it anymore. I,
1: I just found that weird, where it's like, because uh, it, it was released on the 30th of September while I was away, so like I wouldn't be watching it while I was on holiday. And when I got back, it's just like uh, catching up on TV and I was catching up on Designated Survivor and Survivor and The Good Place and all these shows. And no, nah, it didn't even, didn't even cross my mind to watch it. I did watch Westworld. Have you watched any Westworld?
0: I have the first episode recorded, but I haven't watched it yet.
1: Yeah, it's going to be the next Game of Thrones. You should probably watch it. It's going to be a big deal. It's going to be that big kind of, tenfold T V show that everyone talks about I'd say.
0: I suppose Game of Thrones is coming to a end game.
1: Yeah, hey. There's only two, two, two seasons left, yeah. So they,
0: they needed a new uh, workhorse for them to do all the subscribers numbers. Yep. Or uh, illegal downloads as it might be. Uh real quick one you know, may have noticed guy that recently vans have been kinda of cashing in. I think it's a uh, endemic of a lot of not endemic, that's probably that sounds very it's negative. It's horrible. It's typical of a lot of these brands these days sir, where They've kind of cashed in a nostalgia, which a lot of kind of established brands are doing. So they they had a partnership with Nintendo. You have some Nintendo fans. I do. Uh, they have other apparel, like t-shirts and jackets and bags, whatever you want to buy. Sure. Uh, they had a, a Disney one and now they have a Pixar one. Ooh. So uh, just last week, they released Toy Story vans. Did you buy them? I haven't yet. They Any have Yanda? an assorted kind of ones. They have kind of ones modeled after Buzz, ones modeled after Woody. One's modelled after the, the little green aliens. But uh, the cute thing is, on the bottom, they all say Andy. You say their
1: lives, we are eternally grateful. Left shoe or right shoe?
0: I don't remember.
1: As I think about it, it's right, isn't it?
0: Yeah, so i check without a change in the detail. trying to
1: remember my toy story to see it I, I, I was it on left to right shoe.
0: But uh, if you're a nerd and you have disposable income, check out the van's website. They're available on sale now. And they have a bunch of matching apparels like rucksacks and cool t-shirts and stuff. So go blow all your money. It, yeah. I, like, there's seven pairs of
1: them, and there's even four Peep ones, and I'm like, I want all of those. Yeah. Even Bo Peep. It's typical, even, you talk about even with the one on women on them, Ken. You have woman issues, Ken. Boat jump. <laughs> no! No, you're going to edit that out. You'll bleep that.
0: I'll bleep it. Okay. No props, babe. Anything else, Gar? Uh We have the Power Rangers trailer, Ken. We did have the Power Rangers trailer. Um, If you saw Chronicle.
1: Yep. I, I I kind of forgot the name and quickly remembered it directed by the fellow who directed the fantastic four film
0: yeah it's very chronicle
1: yeah it do, it does feel like that it does feel like kids stumble across this weird alien thing and gain powers from it
0: Gain powers and then it looks like the power ranger suits grow on them not on like a denim from spider-man yeah if they don't say much more time i'm out here yeah i'm out
1: and have some kind of fancy morphic sequence
0: it was a bit emo-y, though. It's like all these kids from kind of troubled backgrounds come
1: together. Well, it's teens with attitude, Ken. you got to have the teens with attitude.
0: But, like, they're, like, emos with attitude.
1: Sure. But that's what all teens are like these days. Teens are the worst.
0: I kind of like that they're relatively unknown.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I, I like that they took the approach of casting unknowns as the Rangers and then, say, Elizabeth Banks is playing Rita Repulsa, Brian Cranston is playing Zordon, and Bill Hader is playing Alpha. So they, they cast... Like good people playing the supporting actors as well which is a nice little approach to take
0: nines case see themselves making these for years but um
1: yep the first film will cost I think in the region of 120 million dollars so it's it's not like let's make this on a small budget churn it out and cash in on nostalgia I think they're relatively committed to this
0: um I'm excited about it it's coming out in March next year hopefully we get it at the same time as the US yep um there was no glimpses of a Zordon or Alpha in this one. Yep,
1: saving that for the probably the like January February trailer or from the like people. It'll be the, the dark tra- the the dark Vader slash Spider Man equivalent of their trailers or it's like, Oh it's Zordon or maybe Lord Zed or something like that. As I don't think a Lord Zed has been cast, has they? No, maybe it's not in this one. Or maybe it's just like some random there, suit.
0: There are some kind of theories based on Rita's costume that she's like a fallen green ranger or something. Yeah, that's a cool idea.
1: It is a neat idea as we well. Because don't, we don't have a Tommy yet either. Yeah. Maybe that's being safe for the sequel. Adding more Rangers. Yeah.
0: Do you think there's going to be a Megazord?
1: Yeah, definitely. There's got to be a Megazord. There's, there's got to be a Megazord. There's got to be morphing. There's got to be a Megazord. There's got to be backflips and explosions behind them. That's all I wanted of the film. Well,
0: it's basically, Spider-Man, uh, Transformers, uh, uh, Iron Man. It's all rolled into one. They're going to yeah. get all of them in there. So I'm excited about that. Um, my very last thing, Gar, is Screen Rant. Are, mm-hmm. uh, not screen rant screen junkies yeah. screen rant is dumb I don't like it they're negative
1: I I I, I think I've said this on the show before but I hate all of those things that approach from a default setting of let's point the flaws out in things let's just assess things on their merits both positive and negative instead you know not just go here's everything wrong with it yeah it's negative and, and it contributes to a, a depreciation of culture
0: I had known screen rants for longer so that's probably why I like popped out of my mouth because Green junkies have just discovered Green junkies
1: are famous for their honest trailers
0: yeah honest trailers um they recently tried to move away from youtube and actually monetize this so yeah,
1: which well youtube is monetized as well They're yeah just, but uh, they have directly yeah they have
0: their own website now where they kind of post stuff uh during the week or during the weekend i should say uh i discovered the avengers roast so they have a whole series spoofing these roasts you know these celebrity roasts and it's the avengers and there's a particular highlight where Boogie Barnes uh, roasts um, Steve Rogers and then professes his undying love for him <laughs> and what he does to him in the sack. It's quite funny. Uh, I would recommend it highly. I laughed a lot at it. Uh, Screen Junkies is, is available for a free month's trial and it's $5 a month after that. Um, I am yet to decide whether I'm going to invest $5. Probably well, I not. I probably wouldn't. No.
1: <laughs> the only thing I ever watch on them is the Honest Trailers and they're free on YouTube anyway. So. Yeah. And if they tried to pay well them, I'd be like, screw you guys, I'm not going to pay. So...
0: Yeah, you got anything else that you need our our fans to know about, here?
1: No, but, uh, well, you, you didn't actually mention what we were going to talk about there, did you?
0: Well, yeah. I actually had this on the list and I was, I was thinking about not mentioning it because it wasn't very good, actually. What, The Rock? Yeah. The Rock reacts. Uh, basically, it's uh, his YouTube channel. He has a YouTube channel now. He does. Another way for him to make money and pander to himself. Of
1: course. So, see, that, that's the thing I, I like least about The Rock. You know when the thing came out... That that oh him and Vin Diesel are fighting on set. Yeah, I'm like nope, nope, that's PR. Nope. for the simple reason that The Rock protects his public image like nobody else. Maybe like John Cena is one of the, the few people that also protects his public image to a T. Though John Cena is undermining it by playing the villain Total Total Bellas. Have you seen any of that by the way? No. Watch some YouTube clips of John Cena on Total Bellas. He's total mustache twirling comic book villain. He's to heel. He's like, this is my home, and if you do not make your beds in the morning. I have a gun. <laughs> He's basically—that's basically it. I'm not even exaggerating. That—that's basically how he is. It's like. We will have dinner in the morning and dinner in... Uh, we will have meat in the morning and meat at night and have dinner and we will talk to each other. And if you are staying out past curfew, I need to know or else I'll shoot you on my lawn. <laughs> and it's just like, yes! Full villain. John Cena is such a Republican. John, the, the John Cena heel turn has finally happened on Total Bellas. Yeah. And I love it because it's basically... You were mentioning Arrested Development a minute ago regarding Trump. It's basically WV's Arrested Development. Yeah. like like Donald Trump, uh, Like John Cena would say something ridiculous and crazy and then they deadpan to daniel bryan because the idea is daniel bryan and the bellas and john cena and john Laurinaitis are all living in the same house right and they just deadpan to daniel bryan who's just making this face or he's gym he's Jimming the camera basically <laughs> it's fantastic in the gym
0: face there but uh the rock reacts should be interesting uh in the first one he watches his first match of survivor series but he just basically uses it to pat himself on the back and say yeah. look how great it
1: is or, like, moments even his like self-deprecation always feels like manufactured it's yeah. just like God
0: Rock be a human being he mentioned his like hair a couple of times which sounded really disingenuous and it's just like if you really reacted to it and kind of give it honest you know reaction seeing it 20 years later you know that would have been interesting but it was just like Another promotional deal for The Rock.
1: Yeah, he's he's in PR mode at all times. That's my problem with The Rock.
0: So, uh, as much as we talk about things we like on here, I would actually give that a miss. So, that's not yeah, a it's bad story. The Rock on Netflix. <laughs> I'm sure he, he listens to us. We've reached the end of our pop culture highlight reel for another week. We'll return to the cutting room to painstakingly compile another in time for next week. If you check out any of our recommendations, be sure to thank us for changing your lives on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash TWSKK. We did change their lives, Gary. We just we completely prevented them from wasting them th- their time on Rock Reacts. They could yeah. do so much more with that time I mean,
1: now. You can watch the Power Rangers trailer a couple times. Like it's a good th- trailer.
0: Th- like three or four times in, in the time that you could watch one Rock Reacts. Yeah. Anyway, you can also reach us on Twitter at TWSKK time now for another break before we come right back with a brand new edition of weekend heroes so stick around
1: you're listening to the weekend show podcast with ken kidney follow us on facebook at facebook.com slash twskk twitter at twskk or search for twskk on youtube you're very welcome back to The Weekend Show. As guardians of the pop culture lexicon, Ken and I have many artists and creators that we hold in very high regard. In a time-honoured tradition that started in episode 40, what episode are we on? Uh,
0: 48?
1: Yeah. We decided to pay tribute to those who inspire us in Weekend Heroes. In this reoccurring segment, we will profile one of our heroes and offer them up as inductees to the Weekend Heroes Hall of Fame. So, following the footsteps of of Jim Henson and Nubu Matsu. Who is your latest honoree, Ken?
0: Uh This year, and in fact September, was uh, what many people know as the Royal Del Centenary. Sure. What would have been his 100th, 100th birthday.
1: I saw you looking at the books. Yes. Uh, there's a very
0: nice box set with his top best-selling books, uh, his top 10 best-selling books, uh, available in hardback, and it has like, a little extra information and stuff like that. So I've been looking at getting that. But... Um, the centenary and all the kind of celebrations and the talking about his work in the documentary is kind of brought him to the front of my mind again because as a kid he was my favourite writer and I I read his books over and over again and any film that came out with his work I was first in line to see. I watched Matilda like a ridiculous amount of times to the point where my mum got frustrated with me I'm pretty sure. You went to see the musical twice. Yes, I did went to see the musical twice in two different uh, countries. Yes. Continents even. Indeed. In North America and in Britain.
1: Britain isn't a continent. It's
0: basically a continent.
1: It's your It's in Europe. So September- even if they don't want to be,
0: yeah, it's my one. On. Stop talking now. September 13, 2016 would have been his hundredth birthday, so that was the date of the John Daw- centenary. What really attracts me to him is, I suppose, it's the same as the, all, the other people. I kind of pick, basically, someone who had a kind of boundless imagination. Like, how many people can you say that I wrote like hit after hit after hit? All of which have been adapted into f- films that are almost as... Some of which are almost as loved as, as the books themselves, you know.
1: Charlie and the Chocolate in particular.
0: Oh, the funny thing was he says that film's crummy. He didn't like it at all. Well,
1: sucks to be him then. <laughs> he
0: wrote the screenplay. He, he adapted it. So I just thought uh, one of my heroes, Roald Dahl, because, again, he was kind of uncompromising in his vision. Like, he was... Like, some parts of his books are pretty dark and they, they don't kind of shield children from the realities of life. And they don't treat them like idiots. Basically, kind of they treat them as equals. and that's, yeah.
1: The children can be idiots.
0: Yeah, and I, he he references that too. But he references that adults are idiots too. You know. Yeah, everyone's idiots. Everyone's everyone's basically an idiot at one point or another. Some people are more idiots than others. Yeah. But uh, he's he's uh, he kind of had a, maybe a darker background. He lost a kid when he was, uh, you know, one of his kids, and when he was younger, he lost a brother, and so, you know, and he's actually uh, uh, um, comes from a a Scandinavian background so you know they like their grim fairy tales
1: yeah that's one of one of the things that characterises his work a lot it's not really bright happy bubbly fun time Yeah. and even when it is like Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory is bright happy whimsical fun time on occasion you're cut by some characters dying yeah <laughs> and being killed by things in the Chocolate Factory <laughs> and
0: uh for example George's Mar- Marvelous Medicine you may not remember that too well but uh he actually kills his granny yeah as you do yeah and at the end of the witches, uh, the the kid who's uh uh who's in the witches, it becomes a mouse forever. Yeah. So you know,
1: bit a bit of dark darkness in there, just to undercut the happiness of children's childhoods.
0: Bit of darkness with the
1: light. So I thought just to
0: uh, like in, in a bit of a change from the last time, I thought he'd give you some some Go on. So he was born in uh, in 1916. He's Welsh. He's Welsh. Gary, Gary, Gary totally just... Sorry, I jumped the gun. I didn't know... He's Welsh? He's Welsh, yeah. He was born in, in Cardiff. I never knew he was Welsh. There we go.
1: We're getting to know my hero
0: a little bit more, Gary. Yeah.
1: His parents were also Norwegian. So he's, he's a weird mix of people.
0: Yeah. So, that you know, kind of... You know, like the, the Scandinavians are, for, are fond of their kind of dark backgrounds. Uh, he didn't start writing for children until he had children of his own. So he started off as an adult writer.
1: So I assume some of those were published, were they?
0: Um. Yeah, I think they are. all... I think it was Tales of the Unexpected. He, they published a lot of them in a kind of a compilation book. He, um, he wrote all of his children's stories in a small hut at the bottom of his garden.
1: Which so that's just to, like, get rid of writer's block. It's like, lock me in until I finish this book. He
0: was a hurricane fighter pilot during World War Two. That's probably where the darkness slips in. He had two steel hips and six operations on his spine. There's actually a piece of his hip in his writing hut. Hmm. In a jar. That's disgusting. <laughs> there you <we> go. <laughs> He wrote the screenplays for Chitty Chitty Bang Bang, the movie, and You Only Live Twice.
1: Oh, you wrote a Bond movie. Yeah, didn't know
0: that. Is that interesting?
1: Yeah. Are you, are you learning something here? Yeah?
0: Somewhat. Prompted by his son's life-threatening car crash, he co-created the wage Doll tail valve, to which uh uh which which drains excess fluid from the brain. So it's, he's literally saved thousands, if not millions, of lives. Good. Yeah, that's. I thought that was cool. Yeah. That's like, you know, he was a. Some people get like um, think, think, of him, uh, think of him as kind of a, an austere character because he's like a, to some he might be a bit scary looking but he cared deeply about his family he cared deeply about children and he wants to make them happy He originally wrote sto- heres your, uh, the answer to your question Gar. he originally wrote uh, stories for adults short stories which were later published as Tales of the Unexpected Dahl's first book for children was the Gremlins in 1943 Get this care the story was written for Walt Disney Productions. The first edition of which is one of the rarest and most expensive books uh, you can ever buy. Can I have one? I, I, I've seen them as much as uh two, three, four thousand.
1: That's not that much. Pounds. That's not that much. It's quite a lot. It is for a book. But
0: still. He loved chocolate, but not chocolate cake, unlike his famous creation, Bruce
1: Bogdawker. I'm kind of the opposite there. Yeah. I, I'm i not a big cho I'm more of a, a crisps and jellies guy over a chocolate guy. But I'll eat a chocolate cake.
0: Yeah, he likes it. And uh, he didn't like chocolate ice cream either. Yeah. That,
1: that is justifiable. Chocolate ice cream isn't actually very nice. No. I believe if you go back and listen to the podcast today or Tanner, the Hot Food Takes episode, we discussed that chocolate ice cream just really isn't very nice.
0: He wrote all his books in pencil on yellow paper. His writing schedule was said to be from 10am to 12pm and 4pm to 6pm every single
1: day. Four hours? Yeah. That's slacking. I know. It's just like, ah, might as well get some writing in.
0: He got some books out anyway. He was writing a third book about the character Charlie Bucket when he died. Was that Charlie from the Chocolate Factory? Yeah. The book, to w- the book was to be called Charlie Bucket and the White House, but he passed away before it was finished.
1: Has since been like finished by other people? They do that a lot, don't they? No,
0: they never did it. They're kind of interesting. Roald Dahl has invented over 250 new words. Many of these words appear in the best-selling children's book, The BFG. Which was adapted into a Steven Spielberg film. And uh, that book, Gremlins, is actually... Uh, The film Gremlins is loosely based on it.
1: Cool. I've never seen Gremlins.
0: Yeah, but you know Gizmo and all them? Yeah. Yeah, he created that.
1: Don't feed them after midnight. Yes. Don't get them wet. See, I I know about Gremlins, but I've never seen it.
0: He died on November 23rd, 1990, so his anniversary is actually coming up as well. And he's buried in the churchyard of St. Peter and St. Paul's Church in Great Missenden. I don't know where that is. Probably somewhere in England, I should imagine. Maybe Wales. Maybe Wales. He was Welsh. Nearly thirty years on, he has been referred to as one of the greatest storytellers of the 20th century. His books have sold more than 250 million copies worldwide in more than 60 languages. So he's been adapted into that many languages. I mean, I didn't even know there was that many languages.
1: There's a lot of languages in the world, Ken.
0: And as we said, there's been countless adaptations of his work on the stage, on the big screen, on the small screen, and beyond. But it's just, I, I just find it fascinating that someone who you know who, who's been dead for 30 years is as relevant and as present in people's minds as as he was when he was alive. So it's really like a form of immortality.
1: Yeah, his work will long outlive him until we forget about it.
0: So um, it's my pleasure to induct Roald Dahl into the Weekend Heroes Hall of Fame, our our very prestigious and very, very humble Hall of Fame.
1: Yeah, actually, I always find that interesting. It's like we always think of the things we, we have now as being somewhat more permanent than they will be. It's like Roldal will eventually fade into the background, fade if like the only like obscure scholars and randos will read his books. And I always wonder what, what kind of culture will survive at the very top level of being like remembered and then what'll just fade off into not non-existence because we live in an age where we document and keep everything. No. But like irrelevance. Cuz some of the most famous people of all time right now will be totally irrelevant in 100 years. Like, totally. People won't even remember who they are.
0: Donald Trump will be a mere memory. I bloody well hope so. Or mere. If he loses, he
1: will. If he wins, mm, collar tug. But, like, Cristiano Ronaldo. in, In 100 years, assuming football still exists in 100 years as it is, there will be 100 years of footballers other than Cristiano Ronaldo. And you'd look at Cristiano Ronaldo and think he's one of the most famous people in the world. But in 100 years, he'll be relatively irrelevant. As relevant as a footballer 100 years ago from today was. You know, it's fascinating. We will all be forgotten, Ken.
0: That's just depressing.
1: It's the moral of the story. No matter... This, this time will forget us all.
0: This was supposed to be a happy occasion, and yeah, you dragged it right down.
1: Yeah, I'm, my, my inductee, for a guy who said earlier that I'm not a music guy, and I'm not, my second inductee is also going to be music-related. I was in Universal Studios last weekend. Which you were? Is, is a wonderful, magical place with rides based on minions and all the Marvel characters, much to Disney's chagrin. And all of these, these different The Simpsons and freaking King Kong and all of these properties. Two of my favorite rides, Ken, were the, the Jurassic Park ride and the Harry Potter ride and the Harry Potter world in general, which is kind of brilliant. You've been there, have you?
0: I it was being built when I went there.
1: Oh, no, you haven't been there. It's amazing. It's like yeah. all of Diagon Alley and all of Hogsmeade in separate parts of the park. And Ken can get this. There's like a wall. And you can just go in behind it. And it looks totally unassuming. But in behind is Diagon Alley. And it's just like, that's perfect. There's no sign saying like Diagon Alley this way. It's just a wall. Those who know it's there will go behind. It's like a whole world behind there. But those those muggles who don't can will just be like, la, 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 la. And uh, to underscore that, when Ed went to Orlando last time, he didn't go to Diagon Alley. He didn't know it was there. Nice. He walked right past it. It's just like, <laughs> sucker. <laughs>
0: he doesn't he doesn't have magic in his heart
1: no he doesn't but the two things those two rides had in common or those two areas the jurassic park area and the harry potter area had in common again was
0: the music of john williams
1: the music of john williams these are the two things that connect those two areas and his his music is iconic and it makes theme park rides better never mind the films like i associate his music with, with nearly every set of films i love and we were talking about it earlier. The the Star Wars trailer and the Harry Potter trailer, the new the new films coming out, both start with music composed by John Williams.
0: Because his music is iconic. I think it's kind of funny, but it's also it's also a testament to him that like these films are supposed to be spin-offs of the major franchise, but they still yeah. use that music because it, it lures people in and it it, it it kinda stirs an emotion in people that gives them a connection to it, even though, say for example, like you know, spin offs are always risky people going like euh, I liked Harry Potter I don't know if I like this but like, what's that Harry Potter music yeah, just like, I'm
1: in I'm in I'm in and it's like fair enough he, did, he actually did the score for The Force Awakens himself which it makes it a little more justifiable with using his music in the trailer as opposed to Rogue One where he didn't do the score and they're still using his music in the trailer but still his music is iconic and you know he has a long standing connection with Steven Spielberg which I think has been much to Steven Spielberg's benefit and even, even like films like Home Alone did the score for Home Alone, or you don't know that, yeah? There you go, it's so good. A... And Hook did the score for Hook, just mm-hmm. random, mm-hmm. yeah. I'm pretty sure that that's like the best part of that film. And then, like, iconic ones like Superman, the iconic Superman theme, which has yet to be usurped, was done by him. I think he just made a face trying to work out what the Superman theme was. Yeah. It's come back, it's come back to me, okay. Uh, Indiana Jones iconic Star Wars iconic all of these Steven Spielberg films iconic actually one of his more underrated soundtracks Catch Me If You Can which yeah. really, really really kind of fosteres that, that underlying tone of kind of suspicion and, and uh, nervousness I, I, I love it and films that he just scores for are better off for it Ken and theme park rides that he does scores for are better off for it so following my musical trend of Nubuomatsu, uh I am also injecting John Williams into the Weekend Heroes Hall of Fame. And there you have it. Yes, two new people. Four now. We're up to four. It's a select club. I was going to say, so we have Jim Henson, we have Roldal, we have John Williams, and we have Matsu So yeah. all men, unfortunately. Yeah. <laughs> but at least one is Asian, so I, okay. I, I have some diversity in there Ken Unlike you. Oh, old, that was Welsh. Old white men. He's Welsh. Yeah, he's still white. Norwegian. Yeah.
0: So, you know, diversity. <laughs> Congratulations to our latest Weekend Heroes. Let us know what you think of our picks or even suggest future Hall of Famers on Twitter at TWSKK. Or if you prefer, you can drop us a message on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash TWSKK. We will be right back to wrap the show with details on next week's episode. Do not press pause.
1: Listening to the Weekend Show podcast with Ken Kidney. Download a new episode every Saturday at soundcloudcom twskk or find us on iTunes.
0: Okay, human beings, that's our show for this week. I was gonna—it well, says this week in the script—but we're gonna have another show this week, so yes. scratch that. We're gonna see you later on in the week. You know, you get to get double the Weekend Show for your your book. We're, we're back with a bang. We're giving you two for one. It's the
1: Monday show, like it always.
0: thank you as always for taking the time to click play or download on the podcast you can usually find a new episode every Saturday at soundcloud.com forward slash TWSKK and it's also the home of Podcast Today starring our very own Garen friend
1: wonderful show
0: if you haven't heard it before he aims to produce a podcast on a different subject every single day
1: just made the halfway point, man.
0: yep it even survived Hurricane Matthew So it's not going anywhere anytime
1: soon It okay, did, I recorded an episode in the hotel room
0: Which I edited, you're welcome
1: Good job, man Be sure to
0: bookmark the link or subscribe yeah. on iTunes So you never miss any of the podcasts on the TWS network Speaking of which, if you're fond of the show You can review us on the iTunes Indeed. If you do, we will light you a candle at mass Sure Disclaimer, neither of us have been to mass in over a decade Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Last time I went was for a christmas, I felt dirty why did you feel dirty? I don't know, it just felt disingenuous or like.
1: Felt like God was like judging you for not being in there.
0: am not just being hypocritical because I just don't believe in any of it. Anyway. If you didn't catch our subtle hints, you can find us on facebook.com forward slash Or you can also find us on where are you? Uh, Twitter at Next week, we bring you part one of our terrifying Halloween special. Spooky! We're not going to tell you whether it's terrifying because it's like scary or it's just because it's bad.
1: It's not going to be icy see bright people though, because. No. I will never have it up next
0: week. I know that guy, that's why we're having two times. Yay! We were brought to you this week by our sponsor, Woody Wonka. Wonka, what will he think of next? As I am sure you are aware by now, our theme music is by the very talented Mr. Drawn. And until Saturday, say goodbye here. Bye-bye. Take it easy, everybody!